Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. A pause for a second. New. Hello. (laughs) What the hell? Harumph. Harumph. Hey, this is the Skeptic Choir, episode twenty-four. Yay! Recording from the Go Recording Studios in San Antonio, Texas. Yay! It is September twenty-first, two thousand eleven. Did I say that? Yeah, maybe. Do you Uh, care? We are recording on Wednesday, September 21st, 2011. (laughs) We are such consummate professionals. (laughs) Yeah. These these intros get better and better and better, don't they? Not really. (laughs) Very exciting. For the audience, maybe. Very professional. So, how was everyone's week? Everyone have a good week? It was fantastic. Anything anybody want to announce, talk about, discuss, bring up? Yeah, I'm going to try something new today. I'm going to slow down what I'm talking about, and hopefully my mouth can keep up with my brain, and so I won't be stumbling over my words like I normally do. So it's a new drinking game. So if you hear me stumble, you get to take a drink. Okay, wait. (laughs) Where's my bottle? (laughs) We may have to go for the vodka. So just just saying. I'm going to try try slowing it down, because I'm always trying to speak fast over you guys, because I see you guys wanting to jump in all the time. No, we don't. Huh, okay. No, we don't. So you're blaming us. <laughs> yeah, it's all our fault, Gary. Yes, I'm, I'm a very nervous person. We've been going okay. for three minutes already, and you still haven't Look, said I'm what you f- were going to say, and it's all our fault. I'm going to yeah. face the other way, and <laughs> I'm not looking at you. Don't make you nervous. That's okay. The dog will just kick out one of the wires, and we'll have to start all over again. Okay, so, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this. Um, we're going to have a coherent uh, Gary the, the, for the, the show. Semi, yeah, and the, we'll, we'll see how well this works, because I am on energy drink tonight. Good, good, good. Hey... I saw Planet of the Apes this week. Really? Yes. Which, which version? The new one. The whatever. new version with the different The ending. Rise of the Planet of the, the Apes. The Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Good movie, oh. but I just brought it up because it's got that uh, evil pharmaceutical uh, theme to it, where it's just the evil, uh, the pharmaceutical companies don't care what death and mayhem they cause as long as they make their money. Sure. And well, we, we certainly believe that. <laughs> And I'm sure they had some crazy, you know, scientists with bad hair and lab coats. Yeah, the director actually says, it's your job to develop drugs, my job to make us money. Ha, 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 ha. Well, he didn't say that. He's right. He didn't laugh like that. And then, I guess, you know, they, they actually, the fun part is the, the ape gets to kill him by pushing him off the bridge. Spoiler alert. And I'm sure... Yeah, spoiler alert. Jeez, man. I, you know, I have to bleep this. At that point. You know, we, we are an explicit podcast, but we don't go around telling people the ends of movies. That's I'm going to have end. to bleep that. It's not the end. But it's a key... It's a it's a plot point. Doesn't that, doesn't, isn't that where the ape suddenly yep. becomes... Uh, is sorrowful and aware and realizes it's done something bad and then gets religion and starts its own cult. No, that's when you find out when Soylent Green is human. You have not seen the movie. So should no. I tell you that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father? Okay, we're going to oh, put a spoiler alert tag in the beginning of the podcast <laughs> if you haven't seen it. But... And the girl in the crying game? She's not. <laughs> Greg, you got anything? Well, well Gary you, hasn't you've finished my childhood. <laughs> What? I, I told you what my thing is. That's the whole thing. Oh, that, the thing is that you're going to talk slower. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. See, we, we all had this theory that I'm you were changing you. sexes or, you know, you know, went on a rampage, no. throwing glitter at people. Greg, what do you got? <laughs> well, Donna, <it's> just... <laughs> anything? Well, we do need to make a shout out to um, our newest is... review on, on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. Charles North of Tijuana. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Charles North <laughs> of you, Tijuana. Charles. It was a very nice of you. Yes. And for, for posting on the on the blog. And Thanks for the feedback. Kelly Kelly says thank you too. Woo. Yep, as she walks very close to turning off all of our equipment, <laughs> but not the recorder. Ha ha. We love feedback. Um, we thrive yeah. on it. Uh, Facebook blog. And we we did iTunes. get some offline feedback from a friend of mine who is a neuroscience student, and um, apparently she'll listen to our podcast while she's uh, perfusing mice. Which I guess is putting like liquid through their veins to keep them fresh. I don't know, but wow. some experimental thing. So she'll be dealing with dead mice or something, and she'll just start laughing out loud because of some dumb thing that we said. <laughs> and so she has to kind of like, no, I was listening to something. It's not because I'm doing perfusing <laughs> a mouse. But... She's learning how to cackle like a mad scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully she doesn't breed a super intelligent race of apes. And we'll be okay. True. Hey, I actually met a listener yesterday for the first you time. Think you, you think you met? Besides the four of us, a listener. We don't uh, listen. You listen to this? Yeah. I'm not. Oh. I'm not oh. saying any names, but it was it was very nice to meet you. So, let's move on. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> By the way, do you realize that we forgot to introduce ourselves this week? <laughs> we forgot to say our names. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, starting over. Can we start over? God. That was actually a pretty cool 10 minutes. I'm David Harcourt, joined as always by Gary Lund. Hello. Frank Perron. I am the very model of a modern major general. And Donna Swafford. This is not the podcast you're looking for. David, Gary, Greg, and Donna. Ta-da! So, what a topic. How much of this are you going to cut out? Oh my god. What a horrible start to a podcast. Okay, let's let's move on. Maybe we'll get this back in order here. Yeah, I'll uh, just I'll just spend some time editing this into some sort of coherent whole. How can you, you, you edit a shit sandwich? Yeah. I can polish a turd. You have to gild it first. Okay, let's. Um, we have some good news. Uh, some good news in San Antonio. Something we hit on a little bit a couple weeks ago that this was potentially coming. Greg, what do we got? We got domestic partner benefits right here in San Antonio. Yay! Domestic, domestic partner, partner benefits for? For anybody. City, city employees. City employees, yes. So if you're in a, a heterosexual couple or a homosexual couple and you're domestic partners, you can now get health benefits through as being a city employee. And there was this whole big fight over it because, I mean, you know, it's it's money that the, the city has to spend but uh, the numbers that they were saying is it's about $300,000 worth of the $2.2 billion with a B city budget. So it's relatively small, and there, it seemed like there were a few council members. Um, who was it? Councilman Diego Bernal and Ray Salinda, Salanda, who basically came out and said, this is just a moral thing to treat everybody the same. 
it shouldn't be a, a you know a Christian or a Jewish or an atheist issue. It should be just we want to treat everybody the same. So and they're new. Yeah. So so and hopefully they, they, they stay as city council and then, people. And then how many voted against? Two or three? It was a seven to four vote. Seven to four. Yeah. Uh, so four oh. not split right down the middle, but you know. But there was you know there was a big oh there was a circus. Yeah, because there was a of course a, a comment portion for the budget. I mean, everyone's supposed to be there about the budget, but everyone was talking about this issue, yeah. this little issue of the budget. Um, and I guess the, the council people could have voted themselves all hot tubs and nobody would have noticed because yeah. everybody was paying attention to this. Yeah, and you, you tell us. There were some outrageous things said. Yeah, there was the, the Conservative Justice Foundation. They were threatening you know, legal action because it contravenes the state ban on sex... Same-sex marriage. Yeah, I don't get no, that. Doesn't. <laughs> yeah. They're not getting yeah. married. <laughs> yeah, they're just asking. Maybe just it's a, maybe because it's the, they think it's maybe de facto marriage if you're yeah, getting it's, benefits. So it is kind of a long. slippery slope, wedge uh, in the door kind of thing. Yeah, I was, was going to use the slippery slope argument and say that my dogs <laughs> deserve benefits as well. But I don't work for the city. Well, the, the fact is that plenty of other cities here in Texas offer these benefits. Austin, Dallas, El Paso, Fort Worth, they already have this. So it's not like we're breaking the mold down here. Um, but, you know, we got some, you know, the the Voices for Marriage, the San Antonio Family Association, a whole bunch <laughs> of people, you know, that talk about, you've awakened the, the Christian sleeping giant and... You know, this is against our traditional family values, so it's and some pretty bad slurs against gay people. Yeah, let's let's see. Um, no, it's okay. I they're, don't think that Christians. we need to actually yeah. mention yeah. those. So, well, I mean, some of it is kind of boring stuff, like Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> um, you know, homosexuals can't choose their race, but they can choose their lifestyle, or that you know the kind of the the bullshit science about you know having gay parents harms children, that kind of stuff. All yeah. the stuff that's been thoroughly debunked? Yeah, pretty much. So it, it did seem to bring out the crazies, but uh, it's Shock. Texas. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's been a long summer. It seemed to be a lot of the same kind of people who complained about How many about long that. summers do we have to have? <laughs> 80? A couple well, hundred years <laughs> worth. We have, this city has a sizable conservative population, yeah. but a, also a sizable kind of... Mixed, liberal, somewhat, kind of, yeah. somewhat. It's it's hard to pin down yeah. this city. Uh, well, with UTSA getting, uh, trying to get tier one status, you know, we're going to get more educated people, hopefully, uh, which tends to lean a little bit more on the liberal side. Uh, and, you know, and Southwest just, Research yeah. and Toyota and all these other places that, you know, you kind of need. Um, I'm a diverse crowd. <laughs> <laughs> just digging myself a hole here. No, right? you need a diverse crowd. I mean, I work yeah. an, in a, a programming pod with lots of other programmers, so you have lots <laughs> of other educated people from various cultures, various backgrounds, ethnicities, whatever, and various religions. So when you're in that metropolitan environment, in my employer and in the, a city where you're amongst more people, you just have to learn to get over it and get along with other people. Right. So, you know, we're not out in the sticks where, you know, metropolitans, you know, we're not in the straw dogs movie. So, so um, does, does, does your pod go hunting every once in a while? Like other orcas? We're programmers. We just sit in our cubicles <laughs> and stare at the screen all day. Okay. So, they hunt yay, San Antonio. And, and it's nice that this happened right about the same time that the military don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. We've had a, a, a few wins for, 
secular reason. I mean, it's not precisely a skeptical topic, but the the it's a humanist and... it's a humanist topic, and the only to- arguments against gays in the military or gay marriage or gay this gay that is are religious arguments that are just based on one line of a book or something like that, and don't have a lot of science behind them, no matter what they claim. <laughs> and people are just getting a little bit creeped out about it because yeah. of the stereotypes. Yeah, and and the myths that they have. Yeah, it's probably not all religion. Uh, a, a vast majority of yeah. the people who have arguments against homosexuality come from a religious viewpoint. Yes, a vast right. vast majority. Yes, or I agree with that. The the viewpoint that gays are weaker, more effeminate. Da 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 da. And I would like to see anybody call Colonel Victor Fahrenbach weak or effeminate. I really want to see that one happen. Is that the lost character from Hogan's Heroes? No. Colonel Fahrenbach was actually in jeopardy of having to resign his commission to lose it over Don't Ask, Don't Tell. This is a man who's flown over 300 combat missions. This man is serious, hardcore. Didn't he also just get married immediately after? No, No, it wasn't him. That was a guy out of, uh, he was a surface warfare officer out of Fort Huachuca. Yeah. We uh, had a not- lot of people who came out right after Donut, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was finally repealed on Tuesday, was it? I think it was Tuesday. Yesterday. We'll say Tuesday. Tuesday. That would yeah. be yesterday. That would be yesterday. Tuesday at midnight. Well, it was like Monday. Tuesday midnight, yeah. so Monday yeah. night. I think uh, there was because- a Lieutenant Josh Seafried who was um, part of a, a, a kind of an undercover organization that was helping helping the military study whether they, they could deal with Don't Ask, Don't Tell being repealed. And, you know, they helped them interview people without actually interviewing them so they didn't have to out them. Um, so there's and, a lot of people who kind of came out from this, but also a lot of people who probably are still in the closet. Cause of and there's that. the very touching video from the guy who ran the, uh, uh, the Voices of DADT videos. For a long time, he did a series of videos where he's all like, "I this is the you know the face of DADT," and but he was only shown from his neck down. Yeah, that's Randy re- Phillips, aka Are You Surprised? Are You Surprised? Yeah. He, Tuesday night, once it was repealed, he did a video, full shot. You can see his face where he called his dad and let him know that he was a gay soldier, uh-huh. and it is a very touching video. And it, it was hard to tell because of. It was kind of speakerphone onto a video, but the dad seemed to respond with things like, okay, it doesn't change our relationship. I'll always be proud of you. I love you. Wow. Yeah. So that's that shows just how much people can really get past the cultural problems they I may have. I just do that with atheism. <laughs> well, I think... Well, there know, is the atheism campaign right now. I, I, know, the, I know there is. We are atheism. Outside of the gay community themselves... I think atheists have been the biggest supporter of gay rights of anybody. Yeah. And I think it's just a demonstration of when you kind of stop thinking with dogma, where your thinking will lead to more tolerance and acceptance. Yeah, so. up, in, up in Dallas, the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Coalition of Reason or something like that uh, marched in the, uh, the, the gay, gay pride, pride parade, parade recently and got a very positive reception, which probably we wouldn't in any other parade. <laughs> Um, and you know, so it's kind of being out there and being supportive to other people who could be supportive to us. 
So um, I guess all this kind of leads nicely into what I was going to talk about, because I'm going to talk about... um, Speaking of atheists. (laughs) And the military. The military and religion. And um, this is very, very cool. This is um, Air Force Joint Chief Staff General Norton A. Schwartz recently, this week, um, released uh, a memorandum to everyone, to all the leadership in the Air Force on... um, Religious neutrality. And this this is amazing that this has finally come out. Yeah. Because it's been a big problem for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's a huge problem. Let me, a few quotes from that before I move on, because we're going to talk about religion in the military a little bit. Um, While he's looking that up, a lot okay. of this stemmed from something that happened in the last few months, which is the Air Force had this um, nuclear ethics course that had a lot of Bible verses in it and a lot of references to you know jesus and this is why you should bomb and it's okay <laughs> yeah it was it was a just christian just yeah. war um and had a lot of they could have done done just war theory without the christian references but they did you know yeah. use a lot of bible references and jesus and revelations and and everything else it was just kind of creepy so and so what happened after yeah. that is that not only did they stopped that immediately but they ordered a review of all the training materials yeah, everything, and not just that one everything. course. Yeah. And then they also got people sending in ROTC training materials, which was also heavily Christianized. Um, so they start, they've they stopped this, and they've been scrubbing all this training materials that's out there all over the place. And a big shout-out for this is the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. Yeah. Founded which, by Mikey Weinstein. Yep, Mikey which Weinstein. has used freedom of information requests to get this information. They pass it on to places like truthout.org and... They, they yeah. have these great and, exposés. And Chris, which Chris to, Rhoda, mm-hmm. who's been writing about this for Truth Out, and um, she wrote, you know, uh, Liars for Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and she really knows how to investigate things and get to the bottom of things. She's been writing some really great stuff. Uh, let me read a couple of things that he said. But wait, the history this is, behind this, this is the because that yeah. happened, and then um, they found uh, there was some – there was. Also, some people started raising their hands and saying, hey, we've got all these problems, too. And complaints started rushing in. And there were uh, generals and uh, other military leadership that had been sending out emails promoting Bible readings and all sorts of things all the, over the, the place. The purpose-driven airmen group. Yeah, which... oh, just crazy stuff. Yeah. We Hopefully, we have time to talk about some of the history. But the it says... Um, so it, does, this, it does help to be purpose driven when you know when you're in the military and you, know, you have a goal. I know that's not what they're talking about. It's all fine about. and good yeah. as long as it has nothing Rick to do Warren, with Rick Warren. Rick Warren, purpose driven life. They had purpose driven airmen. They talk about creationism, thinking that's going to prevent suicide because we're all God's creatures, and it's yeah. and they have they have programs for evangelizing Anybody. their kids. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. So but let's get to the good news says, of what General Schwartz. Sent out. Leaders at all levels must avoid the actual or apparent use of their position to promote their personal religious beliefs to their subordinates or to extend preferential treatment for any religion. Chaplain course programs, including activities such as religious studies, faith sharing, and prayer meetings, are vital to commander support for individual airmen's needs and provide opportunities for free exercise of religion. Although commanders are responsible for these programs, they must refrain from appearing to officially endorse religion generally or any particular religion. Therefore, I, ex- I expect chaplains, not commanders, to notify airmen of chaplain corps programs. So there's some of it right there. 
and it's nice, strong, straightforward language. It's not being wishy-washy. It's saying you ha- you have your own personal beliefs. You're entitled to them under the First Amendment, but you cannot push your religion on anybody else, even if you are a commander. And if you have any doubt with the problems that have been happening all over the military, especially the Air Force, I think the other, other services have the same problem. But there was a lawsuit as early as 05. The Air Force put out a some kind of a similar policy to this to 06 to try to stop that lawsuit. And that was also Mickey uh, Weinstein, Weinstein, right? And, um, and there's been continuous... Um, there was a re- there's been um, some uh, lawsuits coming out of Iraq where an atheist group was broken up by a commander and they got berated for not following the, our Christian founders' beliefs and taking, having their pri- privileges taken away. We have um, special programs in the Air Force that people get special privileges and get to go off base and do fun stuff because it's all kind of, if it's religion-related and that's the only way people can do this. And then we had the Rock the Fort thing where the the big Christian concert was supported and they said, yeah, "Yeah, sure, anybody can do this. And then as soon as an atheist group said, well, we want to do it too, you're going to support us with the same financial support, they immediately said, well, you can get a smaller place and we won't give you any money. (laughs) But fortunately, you know, people have fought that and now we're going to have, what's what's the... um, Rock Beyond Belief. Rock Beyond Beyond Belief. Belief. Also, any soldier that you talk to um, will tell you stories about being in basic training that if you don't go to church services on Sunday mornings, you're pretty much stuck in the barracks doing GI work. I mean, cleaning yeah. and God, there's so many examples. I mean, you go to you go to just um, watch eat Full Metal and Jacket. you got to sit through you got to sit through a prayer. And then the spiritual fitness thing was outrageous. Yeah. Okay, they spent millions of dollars on this, and every soldier or airman. I think all the all the branches, all the right, forces, had I to think. fill out this thing, and then if you weren't sufficiently spiritual, and all the atheists were failing this, you had to go see a chaplain <laughs> for counseling because you know they, they, spirituality is one of they say one of those important things, which comes from. And positive I mean, psychology. I've been to several military events, and there is always, and I mean this always, even at a fucking barbecue, there's a <laughs> fucking prayer. Yeah. Before, now, you know, well, and I'm like... <laughs> ever since, like, 05... Go ahead. <laughs> well, just moving back, uh, speaking about Rock Beyond Belief, apparently Fort Bragg hasn't added them to their calendar yet <laughs> as of September 16th. So. Wow. So, <laughs> I'm sure it'll... Come on. It's, yeah, it's still on. It's still yeah. on. It's just... Okay. So, um, our uh, Texas Senator, John Cornyn... Yeah. Uh, doesn't like all this um, clarif- clarifying of. of well, yeah, <laughs> actually, what he didn't like was stopping the, when they stopped the, the nuclear training. ethics training course. And he said that I write to express my concern regarding recent reports that the Department of the Air Force has suspended the course entitled Christian Just War Theory. He says, um, suspending a course like this because of references to religious texts misinterprets the First Amendment. Although our founding fathers rightly included language in the Constitution that precludes the federal government from establishing an official religion, and of course that's, that's what they always say. There's that's just the most no narrow way you could read it. Religion. Yeah. We know where he's what who's been listening to. This language does not, as some have argued, protect them from exposure to religious references. On and on and on and on. 
and this was obviously much more than religious references. This is yeah. <laughs> indoctrination. It's just crazy stuff. And uh, we don't have time to go through it all. But I tell you what, that uh, Military Religious Freedom Foundation is a fantastic resource and truth out. Yes. Um, fantastic resources for doing your own digging and, and looking into the problems. Because remember, one of the first things, the uh, what was the group that went and saw Obama's officials? It was um, Secular Coalition of Reason. And they brought right. three issues to the table. And one of, them one of was, those was religious indoctrination. And so, and nothing happened. And so maybe something's happening. We'll yeah. see. It, well, nothing, probably has nothing no- happens yeah, quickly in, in government. Well, yeah. rarely well, happens. Well, this was if not a result of quickly, that. You know something's and going on. This was a result of an outcry about this training course and all these complaints that were coming in. So. Okay. Well, I, I want to say. Did you have something to add, Gary? Yeah, I want to say about about the just war. Um, there's a site called atheistcartoons.com, and uh, it's updated about once a week. It depends on how many things happen. And so he has a cartoon about this, and so it says news item: U.S. Air Force suspends decades-old nuclear missile officer training program, promoting quote mighty warrior Jesus who believed in quote just war. They have this one guy sitting on the left. He says, but. But what about thou shalt not kill and love your enemy? And on the right is his interpretation of Jesus. And he's like, we've got a job to do, soldier. Now, for the last time, synchronize your goddamn launch key. And he's holding a gun at the other guy. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, that's... You don't... That's probably what they think. Nothing worries me more than religion and... Guns, you know, and missiles. Weapons. Go. Weapons. You want to see? You want to see a bad mix of religion and guns? Go see Red State by Kevin Smith. <laughs> this is organized. You get. You have evangelicals at the top of the chain in these military outfits, and it's, it's frightening. Especially me when a you lot have that Seven Mountain Dominionism. Seven Mountains, because Dominionism, and that's one of the things a lot of commenters were talking about. Dominionism, Dominionism. That's what's out there. That's what's happening. There's always been religion, but now this the Dominionists who are kind of really aggressive aggressively going after the uh, military one they want a christian army yeah you know? I'm, I'm glad that this kind I'm of thing is really christian, so... oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad it's starting to actually be publicized so that they're not creeping around in the dark trying to organize their little christian army all on their own and being shh don't tell anybody <laughs> it's you know it's like the bright light of sunshine shining on the kkk and seeing how at bad they were once it got publicized to how much of a dick well, yeah. they were the other side of that is is the dominionists then have been in at work for a very long time because yeah. to get people up as high as they are whether it's c street or yeah. who, the family the family and all yeah. that same yep scary another stuff. it's just Another, Another face of it. But we're not going to talk about that. We need a secular army. A secular Navy. <laughs> secular. Yeah, course. we're going to kill him. We're, we're going to kill him for a good reason. And the Constitution, not for <laughs> If we're going to kill Jesus. him, let's kill him for oil, not God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and let's make sure we don't have those Jesus quotes, Bible quotes on the sites <laughs> anymore, <laughs> too. Shit. It's not a holy war. <laughs> I mean, people talk about creeping Sharia. <laughs> They're they're kind of like uh, like that's oh, a look great over band there. name. <laughs> <laughs> creeping Sharia. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wow. Tangent. Hi. <laughs> okay. You know what? We're going to take a break and we're going to do Pose Corner. In the corner. Okay. So tonight I am hosting the Pose Corner. Oh, is that what that was? Wait a minute. Yes, okay. that's what that was. 
And in tonight's uh, Poe, I've got six headlines. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, there's six of them. Yay, Gary can still count. Okay. One of them's underlined. Yes, and, and what do we yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, the question is, which one was put up by WorldNet Daily? Which ones were put up by Landover Baptist? What's oh, Landover? Nah. Landover Baptist <laughs> is, is a kind of a site. satire <laughs> church okay. site. And They're the host of counts? Betty Bowers, the world's counts? best Christian. No counts? So, Okay. Okay. Are they half and half? Are they any counts? Anything yeah. You like have that? to figure that out, okay. sweetie. God, I'm just looking for a clue here. Okay. I suck so at this. You know, our so I need first, to got it right last week. Our first headline is, Why is God striking the deep south? Land over Baptist? Any order here? Any order here? Just guess. I say that's, um, I, I think that's World Net Daily. I think it's Landover. Now the question is: Are they stri- is is God striking and like picket line striking? Oh wait, or, deep south or like burning down touchdown Jesus striking? You can't tell us. Okay, can't tell you. why is God striking the deep south? I'm going to say Landover Baptist. You would be correct. Yeah, it is Landover Baptist. Yay. David got that wrong. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Second headline, creation scientists granted permission to study source of rise in male masturbation. Landover Baptist. <laughs> that's world. Oh, no, sorry. No, that's, that's Landover. That's got to be Landover. That is Landover Baptist. All righty. Yay. Yay, I got Yay. one right. Third one, the God of the Bible battles Buddha inside American school. World Nut Daily. World Nut Daily. Oh, uh. I'm not going to go first anymore. I keep going first. Well, you just kind of jumped in there. What's your guess, Gary? Uh, I, I'm going to go with Landover again. World Net Daily. Yay! Ha ha, Gary, you suck. <laughs> Fourth one. There is no room in the Bible for a person or place called hermaphrodite. God. I, Landover. Uh, I have no clue. There is no room in the Bible for a person or place called hermaphrodite. I'm going to go with... What did you say, Gary? Landover. I'll go with World Nut. Um, I'm going to go Landover. Landover Baptist. Okay, we're all down one, so (laughs) see who pulls us out. It's down to the wire. (laughs) Okay, fifth. Why young Americans can't think morally? World Nut. World Nut. And... You are correct. And the last one, put your kids in a Christian class and look what happens. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be the tiebreaker. Landover Baptist. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to say Landover. I'm going to just go with the numbers and say World Nut. It would help to see the rest of the article, but I'm going to have to go by this. You were right. <gasps> yes! Oh, <Stow, laughs> bugger. <laughs> See, wow. I was wow. just going on the three and three really? theory there. Yeah. And I'm no, going, I was going on I three. Will post oh, the I was going by the wrong three and three. Tomorrow. <laughs> I was going by three and three on my guesses. Oh, Put your kids in so I counted wrong. class and look what happens. That's a very odd. I, I, I just imagine someone so posting like a cartoon Donna? of a crucified kid. Uh, Did you read the just, article? No, I just. This World Net Daily. I can only spend so much time on World Net Daily. Okay? I'm going to have to read I that one. I could only spend so much time. It's like being able, only being able to watch Jesus Camp five minutes at a time. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, that was fun. That. Thank you, Donna. 
Good job. Yay, post quarter. I won. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the dogs approve. <laughs> and the dogs approve, yes. Okay. Hey. Macy's singing So speaking phrases. of... Oh, okay, hold on. I actually measure. just looked it up. Apparently they're coming out less Christian if you put them in a Christian class. Really? Well, that well, makes sense. Yeah, well, it does, kind of. of that's going to be my lightning round top. Nothing makes you more atheist than reading the Bible, so... Yeah. Wow. But it's yeah. amazing what you can intuit and whether that's science or not. It sounds science-y, doesn't it? Yes, and that was a very nice transition, Gary. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, so for my topic uh, this week, uh, there was... Michael Shermer had... An article in the Scientific American, not the scientific, well, the scientific, but scientific American. Just keep going. <laughs> it's, it's, not, okay. it's not really helping talking slower, by the way. Uh, and is uh, it was called uh, "What Is Pseudoscience?" Uh, it, although I, I really, after reading this, I, I enjoyed more the, the comments than the article itself. <laughs> uh, I, I thought he kind of got it a little bit wrong on the difference between pseudoscience and actual science. A lot of it is talking about what's been called the demarcation problem. Right, and that, is, it is a real problem in, in uh, viewing. I mean, scientists know what, that they're doing science, but as... But pseudoscientists uh, think they're doing science, too. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, there's a... As in, uh, in the article, he quotes uh, Michael D. Gordon, um, who's a historian, in, in a book called The Pseudoscience Wars. And <laughs> the quote is, No one in the history of the world has ever self-identified as a pseudoscientist. There is no person who wakes up in the morning and thinks to himself, I'll just head into my pseudo-laboratory, <laughs> or sorry, my pseudo-laboratory, and perform some pseudo-experiments to try to confirm my pseudo-theories with pseudo-facts. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic uh, description, because people who are trying to do science are trying to, you know, to prove or, or disprove something. But if something is kind of gray area in between, it's hard to tell. It's, it's hard to tell. And and so that's where I had a sort of a list of stuff. Like, um, Listeners can play at home. Yeah. So Shermer says, you know, a practical criterion for resolving the demarcation problem is the conduct of scientists as reflected in the pragmatic usefulness of an idea. That is, does the revolutionary new idea generate any interest in, on, part, on the part of the working scientists for adoption in their research programs, produce any new lines of research, lead to any new discoveries, or influence any existing hypothesis models? Sounds good. Blah, blah. Yeah. Um, if we're, not, we're, chances are it's pseudoscience. Where right? Karl Popper talks more about just can you falsify it. Right. Um, so let's, let's, let's go back first to what Shermer says. Um, does it produce any new lines of research, discoveries, or any existing? And, well, like homeopathy, for example, does push the limits of the theories. Uh, but a simple thought experiment completely blows out of the water right. and falsifies the theory. Right? It would be absolutely revolutionary if me if water had memory. Exactly. And that's, so it that's is a new idea. But then we can idea. take physics and bend it. Right. <laughs> um, but, then, but then you talk about falsifiability. Welcome to the Tim Minchin podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in me. Um, so, but, but falsifiability, and that was actually in one of, one of the comments... And some of the comments were just crackpotty. And this this guy, I'm not going to read their names. Um, you know, this guy says real science is testable, repeatable, and falsifiable. But that's not entirely true. Um, for example, you've got 
uh, uh, the SETI program, right? Right. It, it, there's really only one way that that can ever be proved, and that's by actually getting a signal. However, you can't falsify it. Yeah. Well, I guess it'd be incredibly difficult to do that. We'd have you, to visit every single world in the right. entire galaxy. No right. Yeah. You'll, you'll never be able to prove. But and that's where the intuition comes in. It is since we are here, it makes sense that there would be other. Regardless of how difficult, but considering the expanse of the universe, you know we talked about this. We talked about this when we read Nonsense on Stilts, remember? Because because Massimo, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Puglucci, whatever. Puglucci. I should know. I've listened to his podcast. I think he's giving some speeches up Um, to the Chicago skeptics soon. Right. (laughs) You know, he talked about SETI as not being science, and I'm like, you know, science has different. is, Is a lot of different processes coming together. SETI is just out there searching and finding things. They're not out there trying to prove any hypotheses. They're saying, here's something interesting to go look at. It's like when Darwin first, he went and looked at, you know, stuff in the natural world, and he'd take all that information and later you can do stuff with it. SETI's out there looking and just saying, hey, there might be something interesting here. So I don't, I don't get that being the center of whether there's a science or not, because they're just they're searching, they're discovering. They're right. not out and, to prove and anything. And they're using what we know to to try and and see if if they can receive signals. So it's our current knowledge and pushing the limits of our current knowledge, right? Because uh, they they started just doing radio and now they're doing uh, light, you know, trying to trying to do that. And so it's a very difficult problem to try and figure out how would you do it. But it's a very important problem because that would be an amazing thing if there was. They're, light they're not making huge leaps to saying we're going to build this telescope to try to capture psychic waves or something like that. Right. Which would they're just kind of make that things. leap over the chasm it's into fine. pseudoscience. It's an important part of science, but it's not yeah. the whole entire scientific it's process. It's not the whole thing because they're not doing hypotheses and stuff like that. But it's still part of the scientific process. Well, the, the hypothesis is that life could be discovered and they're, detected. They're, so it the hypothesis is what that that life on another planet can be detected. I, to really simplify it, that's what they're. Hoping to prove or disprove. I don't think but they have a hypothesis. Well, that, no, that, that is a hypothesis. I mean, search for extraterrestrial. It's in the name. <laughs> it's a search. Yes, it's a search. Right, but that's the hypothesis that there is. Ex- I mean, it's, okay, it's implicit it, extraterrestrial right, intelligence. If it wasn't the hypothesis, why would they be searching for it? Discovery. It's, like it's, it's, yes, it's not discovery. quite as rigorous a hypothesis no, as if I do this okay, to this E. coli in this dish, it will do that it's not or a it will do that. Searching is not a hypothesis. Search for us, That's, searching for something we, is not a hypothesis. We are hypothesis. agreeing with you okay. that searching is not a hypothesis, but the hypothesis that led to the search was we believe that it would be possible to detect life off the planet by via communication communication from wa- radio waves, light waves, or et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, so there, I mean, there, there is a hypo- there's an implicit hypothesis there. Right. Yeah, it's not quite as rigorous as mm-hmm. some guy in a lab coat in a lab. So so that's like an intuitive, uh, inductive reasoning right there. But then you've got uh, the case of string theory, which which is just crazy. Yeah, it does it doesn't appear to be <laughs> hey, testable hey, hey, at yeah. the moment. <laughs> Don't knock my string you know, theory. <laughs> because right, as far as I understand, you can basically derive any answer 
from from the mathematics. So it doesn't, right. you know, it's, you can't. Sometimes you have to create twenty six different universes <laughs> to get to that answer. Right. But still, so the, does that make it? You know, does that make it pseudoscience? It and because right now it's it's still a new form of of physics, right? It's a new hypothesis, and they're they're constantly making inroads, but it's it's all mathematics. Yeah. And there's, we talk about demarcation, there's probably no mark you know, between science and pseudoscience. It's how well you do it. And I actually think string theory is becoming more and more. First of all, I think the math does tell us something. And two, well, yeah. you're, finding, you're, you're starting to find um, hypotheses that can be tested, supposedly by some of these string theorists. That they think they've got hypotheses that can be tested in, in the Hedron Collider, Large Hedron Collider, that can, that can actually validate some of their, their claims. So... Well, yeah. the, the issue has been with string theory that up until now there really hasn't been much. So it's kind of it's scientific, but it's 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 been a gray area of because it can't be falsified, it it couldn't have been falsified yet because they couldn't think of a way to falsify it. Right. And now it's good that they're bringing online the idea of experiments. But right. I think and it's never been. I've never thought of this pseudoscience. Because they are preparing ourselves for when we have the technology to test this thing and eventually. Right. Well, that's the whole thing about this dis discussion: is the semantics yeah. of if you're going to say something is falsifiable yeah. to make it science, that doesn't make string, ther string theory. True. Right. That's why. Not, right. That's, so, why, so that's why it's such a gray area. That's why Popper is kind of historical. Yeah. Uh, we don't really talk about falsifiability as the thing. Right. But, but a lot of people still do, um, and and I was thinking. That you know, the difference between science and pseudoscience is science bases its well. I, I put conclusions because I had to write all this down. I can't speak. Are we going to extemporaneously mention again? No. Okay. Uh, but uh, is science bases Darn. conclusion on uh, based on what we think we know, uh, based on our science on what we've proven, right? So we right. think we know it, and it can change because science can fix itself, right? And then making extrapolation beyond warranted or not. Uh, it, which is what string theory is. It's based on what we know. We've done math and added dimensions. And so we think we know, and then we've pushed the boundaries of that. And that's what kind of what string theory is. And that's what the Large Hadron Collider is doing, right? Mm -hmm. But then pseudoscience skews what we know and to what we uh, kind of want to be true, right? So water has memory. It'll make you feel better. There are ley lines right. in the body or, you know. Right. How and, would and, I know it when I see it? Right. Yeah. And, and, and in all cases that really I can it's, think it's of. It's like pornography that way. Yeah. <laughs> so in all it's the cases I can there. think of, uh, pseudoscience makes us, uh, when pseudoscience makes a specific claim, that claim can be uh, ruined by testing, you know, or the mechanism can be shown to be false. And, and pseudoscience, like science will use very specific language. Um and unfortunately, off the top of my head, I can't think of, of any, well, I mean, like, like a law of gravity, you know, 9.8 meters per second. That's testable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you're going to, it's going to fall, you know, depending on the mass of whatever you're at on Earth, it's 9.8 meters per second is your acceleration, right? Whereas pseudoscience always uses these wishy-washy, uh, non-specific, specific terms like energy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and they'll interchange them. Yeah. And, and so you Quantum. think you right, you think you know what they mean, and because it makes sense. Oh well, you know we have energy, of course, and well, but when you start going, well, what do you mean by energy? It can't be answered. And when they finally come down and tell you what that energy is, 
it doesn't make sense. So it's always, you know, above uh, definition. Yeah. Or they'll take an uh, concept of energy or something and then link it to actual science, like force times mass equals acceleration, which means if we drive our car really fast, we'll have more energy or right. something like that. You know, one of the things about being able to test something, and we talk about string theory, there's a difference between something that you can't possibly test no matter what technology you have or something that you can't test now because you just don't have the proper technology. Well, it's right. pseudoscience, you, there's no way to test it. Well, well no, then, even hypothetically. But I mean, well, it's pscience like um, homeopathy, homeopathy you, you can test. test. Uh, That's scary. Uh, Don't do that again. Whether, whether it's the uh, perpetual motion machines, you can test that. Yeah. Uh, the, the water, you know, True. drinking the water. I and mean, they make specific claims. Oh, it'll cure cancer. Or So then we get to the methods that they use. Right. Are they using good scientific methods? And right. that's something you can look at the studies and, and watch them. Are they? So there's really two areas here. Are they using good scientific methods for collecting data, analyzing data, making hypotheses, testing, uh, making conclu proper conclusions based on the results, and things like that? Right. And are they using good laboratory practices, this and this and this? In, in the, even then, uh, speak, you know, that's like small science, you know. And I'm going to use small science as in laboratories. But then there's big science, like global warming, you know, um, which you can't test or, or really falsify it necessarily because you can't do it on that scale. We have scale. a sample size of one. Right. Or, or even psychology. You know, you can't, you can't do tests on populations well, you shouldn't do tests because it's unethical, but... They don't allow things like the prison Stanford experiment anymore. Right, but these things happen because people do these things either right. on purpose, so you can... Right, you comparative can take, studies. Yeah. yeah, you can take them apart yeah. and analyze them, and that's where the pseudoscience versus science is. You can, the way you, you take it apart uh, will determine on whether it's, it's a good study or not, or rather the taking apart is is done well or not and that's why the, the global warming if you if you look at uh the anthropomorphic global warming uh hypothesis uh most of the agw uses all of the data whereas the the deniers of anthropomorphic uh they kind of cherry pick and they they kind of discount stuff because oh this this stuff really isn't important so we'll just look at this and look you know it, you know it used to be hot and now it's you know it's going to get hot again, so that's that's, right. that's my thing on that. But I did have a question. I did have a question about global warming, and I don't have the answer to this, but it kind of popped up when I was thinking. Maybe about one this. of our listeners does. Exactly. Okay. So part of the the reason that we're saying that we're causing the the Earth to warm um, is because we're Not burning. Me. I have a Prius. Uh, yes, but you still <laughs> have to make the batteries. Um, okay, we're burning. Carbon, right? And this is stuff that's been in the ground for, for millions of years. But this used to be not in the ground, you know, back when the Earth was warmer. So if we're just basically going back to a state, can we put more carbon and more heat into the atmosphere than there has been? It's, it's, what's under the ground is accumulated over millions of years, and we're releasing it very quickly. Right. But the point is, my point is, okay, it'll go, will it just go up? And level off, you know, you have like this peak because it's it's been there, right? At some point, it was there. No, where, where the oil was always. No, there, there it's is. It's been a, a cycle. That's the thing. It's okay. been a, a constant cycle, like the water cycle, where water evaporates from the ocean, rains down on the mountains, comes down through streams, goes back into the ocean. Right. It's been a cycle like that, where we have short circuited that cycle, 
and just released a whole lot in the last hundred or so years. Right. Okay. And, but yes, there could be possibly a point where we have released as much as we possibly could, unless we right. figure out how to make artificial artificial trees, and then right. we have to rename our planet Venus too. Right. And that's and that's the problem. That's why we. It's better to stop kind of what we're doing a little bit and slow down so that we don't ruin our one little place that we live. Because yeah, we, we don't we, know. We, we, we're <laughs> going to get to a point, if we keep doing that, where we've never had that much carbon in the earth. Okay. Because the carbon was created when living, thing, living things came on the earth. Right. Living things died. Living things get buried. And all that carbon... Although there, there is a hypothesis <clears throat> that, that oils and, and gas and stuff are actually naturally occurring and not made from dead animals. I, I just read that a long time ago. I can't give you a link right now. I'll, I'll put a link. <laughs> but, but most, of, most of the idea. coal we're, I mean, the coal we're digging up used and burning, and it, it, we're forests. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess we answered my question. Interesting. So. Well, I hope we answered your question. We could be wrong. But but the other but the other thing about global warming is it's making the the atmosphere uh, expand a little bit, which we'll get to in the lightning round. But. So the are really the, the planet's getting fatter. Yes. It's uh, not just Americans. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. We already proved that there is proof that the Earth is not getting fatter. Oh, okay. The growing Earth hypothesis. Well, the growing Earth hypothesis has been refuted. The Earth is getting fatter if you include the atmosphere. Ah, right. Did not know that. I should have been more specific in my language. That could have been pseudoscience. It could have been. It still may be. But we got some good news in in the news. God damn, I. <laughs> Uh, we've got some good news in the news about good science. Yes. Um, two news Get on news. Two news stories broke this week. Um, first off, we got to give some credit to online gamers. They have cracked the AIDS enzyme puzzle. Um, do, 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 who would have do, thought do, 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 that, do, do, that do, computer do, geeks do, do, would, would be able to do something while playing a game? Yeah. Basically, what happened is Eat University of Washington <laughs> developed a fun-for-purpose video game and gave it to these different competing groups and basically said, we need to unfold this chain of amino acids uh, in the um, AIDS enzyme. Now, they expected it to take years because all the computer modeling that they had done had never been able to crack it, just wouldn't it. But because people have better spatial reasoning skills, gamers did it in three weeks. So, yay! Actually, they did it in ten days. Ten days, yeah. They, it was out there for three weeks, but the, the, they discovered that it actually solved it in ten days. You know, I don't like the way that, I don't like the headlines on this our, this whole thing because yeah, it, it sounds, sounds like, like just playing like, World of Warcraft. Like, and were, all of a sudden, these were scientists mostly doing this. No, no, yes, no. they were. Yes, well, they okay, were. a lot of it were people who had science backgrounds, but they weren't molecular, molecular right. geneticists. But they were mostly scientists. It's essentially one of those there was like a dozen people, and most of them were scientists on one team. No. There are multiple teams because this is yeah. one of those crowdsource websites yeah. like um, Galaxy so, yeah. Zoo when and I read Ice all together, There was about a dozen people, and most of them were scientists. On this team? No. There were competing teams. <laughs> there were okay, competing right. teams. Yes, it's, there were competing teams. It's an online site you can go to. I've heard of, I actually heard of this um, game years ago, Fold It. Fold It. Which is basically, you, you know, we, we couldn't figure out how to fold. All these various proteins, so see if people can do it. There are multiple proteins that people have 
tried to solve and have solved. But this is a major, major thing. But it's it's a big crowdsourcing thing. Like Galaxy Zoo was, I think that was just a simple matter of cataloging how many galaxies spiral right and how many um, spiral clockwise and counterclockwise. And then there's Ice Hunters, which is trying to identify Kuiper Belt objects um, so that once New Horizons gets out to Pluto, they might have other stuff to study. So it's a lot of, hey, anybody who has any background, even if it's just middle school, high school background, you know, see if you can participate in this group science. And the gamers who participated are actually being listed as co-authors in the paper. Wow. Yeah. And But I completely agree with David that it's... Just so silly for the headline writers to make it sound like just a bunch of people playing, you know, Super Mario Brothers all of a yeah. sudden cured AIDS. <laughs> it's a very creationist argument. Right. But like I said, I mean, this is also because humans have those spatial reasoning skills and gamers put, you know, anybody who's ever played World of Warcraft. You put them in a room or, you know, you drop them in the middle of a city with map and they're going to be the ones who are like, I've got it figured out. Because, yep. you know, this is like going to, you know, the Battle of the Sword of Azeroth or something, you know, and they figure Well, this you put them in the room together, they'll just sit there awkwardly. Yes. <laughs> but, I, am now, I am now hated by all World of Warcraft. But uh, I just found that um, Foldit has 236,000 registered users. Since 2008. Good gracious. So it's it's just... And, and the great thing about... It sounded like with these this specific team, but sounds like other teams as well, they were spread throughout the, con- the, the planet. You know, you know, America, yeah. New Zealand, Britain, the whole thing. Um, mainly English-speaking countries. But they were each able to take little bits of the puzzle. So, and unfold it and, and map it out. And then the scientists were able to take those chunks and basically build the enzyme uh, genome. And and by the way, it's fold.it slash portal slash puzzles. Okay. All I know is it was called Folded. So I apologize. And in additional news on the fight against AIDS, scientists have found a way to disarm the AIDS virus. Now, what they've been able to do is they found out that the AIDS virus... They're stopping it from damaging immune systems by removing a cholesterol. Because a cholesterol basically renders it useless because what happens is when AIDS attacks, it hits the innate immune system and basically overloads it to the point that the adaptive immune system can't work. Do you you guys know the difference between innate and adaptive immune? I don't No. Innate is your first response. It's the thing when you get the cold that attacks the cold front. The adaptive immune system is the one that basically remembers, oh, yeah, we've seen that before. We need to send these guys out to attack it because we've seen this before. The innate figures it out, and then the adaptive adaptive thinks, I already know this problem. Right. So it's the adaptive part of the system that that vaccines are pointed for. Yes. And because... The AIDS virus over uses the immediate um, innate immune system response to overwhelm the adaptive response. Right. That means that because the body's adaptive response is overwhelmed, the vaccines aren't getting through. We're, we're not having good luck creating a vaccine that'll get through that noise. Right. Is that what? It, okay. Basically, what happens is is AIDS will attack and it overwhelms this innate sense, and then it 
changes just enough that the adaptive system goes, we don't recognize that. What are you, what are you talking about, Willis? And everything. <laughs> but most of and this is a quote from, from the article, um, most vaccines prime the adaptive response to recognize the invader, but it's hard for work. It is hard for this to work if the virus triggers other mechanisms that weaken the adaptive response. HIV takes its membrane from cells that it infects. Researchers explained in the study this membrane contains cholesterol, which helps keep it fluid and enables it to interact with particular types of cells. So basically, by removing that cholesterol, it stops it from interacting. So it sounds like this was very Petri dish theoretical work that hopefully they can find some way to build a drug to target that cholesterol. That cholesterol and only the cholesterol that's part of AIDS. Well, I think the first I think the first thing you have to do is remove all of the little McDonald's inside the body, and that may reduce <laughs> cholesterol inside the AIDS vaccine. Why right. just McDonald's though? If if the cholesterol <laughs> is removed, okay, and Big Jim's hamburger hell. <laughs> if if cholesterol is removed, it can no longer activate the PDCs and the plasma cytoidentric dendritic cells, which recognize HIV quickly and react by uh, producing signaling molecules called interferons. If it can't activate the PD cells, PDCs, as a result, T cells, which orchestrate the adaptive response, can fight the virus more effectively. So like I said, I mean, this is, this is huge news. We're getting a lot. I mean, in the past couple of weeks, the amount of research that has come out in the fight against AIDS has just been overwhelming. So we're getting some very interesting science and, and cool stuff coming out. I'm excited. And interferons—that's real Star Trek stuff, right there. <laughs> <laughs> or is it reversing the polarity? It could if you be. reverse the polarity on the cholesterol molecule, molecule. Yeah, molecule. It'll, yes, it'll be the you know, one moon circling the kind of Star Trek next generation. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> the one yeah, moon okay. circling? Yes. Uh, that sounds like more like there, a Chinese Okay, uh, there's this one film. episode where Troy is going insane because she keeps having this one dream over and over and over uh, again. And they're always saying, one moon circles. And it's because they want hydrogen. Oh, is that, that the one where they all speak in metaphor? No, that's... Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no! God, what's no, wrong with you? You know, that's, that's all the research that I have for right now. No, no, you know, no, 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 Gary... No, that is not the episode where they're always talking in metaphor. Do you not know your Star Trek? Okay, so what kind so of a nerd are you? In one in one moon circles, does that mean she goes up in front of everybody on the bridge and just pulls down her pants and then dances a little bit? What? <laughs> Only in the extended director's cut version. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's, I, 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 Somehow we went from AIDS to Deanna Troy's ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble again. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for that <laughs> Thanks, story. Um, Learn your Star Trek, Learn Gary. something there. It's been a while. And, and now we're on next? to the, the lightning, lightning round. round. Yay. Stop. Oh, God, stop before I start singing. <laughs> And away we go. Donna. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, you. Donna, tell us about Tatooine. Tatooine. Tatooine has been in the news recently because Kepler scientists 
have identified uh, Kepler-16b, which is a planet they believe uh, has revolved around two different suns. You know, much like Tatooine in, in Star Wars. Um, the way they discovered this is the scientists are looking for telltale signs of something dark moving across a star when they see these periodic dips of light coming from 155,000 different stars. When the dips are detected, they use a sophisticated software to figure out where the pattern could be could be caused by a planet. One of the biggest challenges that such dips can also be caused by one of the companions in a double star system crossing over the other one. This is what's known as the eclipsing binary. They found four, found hundreds of eclipsing binaries, including Kepler 16, but scientists saw something extra and they have found Tatooine. Yay. Yay. That's kind of cool. It is. And, and I've lost the buzzer. That's okay. You've still got 30 seconds. So, yeah, but really, I got nothing else to say but about what, it. It's not I, necessarily a habitable planet. Though. Right. But what I also read is this is the first one, two stars. The other ones that they've discovered have been one main sequence star and like a white dwarf or one yeah. main mm-hmm. sequence star and a, a side, yeah. small star-ish thing. Huh. So. But, yeah, that's it. There I we just go. couldn't. I was giggling at detecting dips. Because sometimes, you know, we're just surrounded by dips. I, I see them all the time in San Antonio. <laughs> just drive the 410. Yeah. Always talking about the people. <laughs> all right. So was she. Da- <laughs> David. Yes, well, you yes, want to tell us about dark matter? Dark matter, yes. yes. I-, I was going to say something about... No, don't. Dark matter is what happens when Darth Vader goes to the bathroom. Yes. And tell us about uh, Darth Vader's bowel movements. I'm not using my time. I am not. (laughs) Okay. There's there's the the cause the cosmological standard model predicts that four percent of the universe is made up of normal matter, twenty one percent is made up of dark matter, the rest is um, dark energy. Okay. But we're having a problem with that. For one thing, the Large Hadron Collider was supposed to be able to detect. Uh, this cold dark matter. It was designed because cold dark matter was created like a millionth of a second after the beginning of the universe. It was designed to kind of detect that. That the other problem is that we've got these dwarf galaxies, which are mostly made up of dark matter, with just a few stars, are not forming the way you'd predict our standard cold dark matter to do it. Now, there's a couple possibilities. One is just some violent explosions may have interrupted the development of these, but um, Dr. Carlos uh, Frank of Durham University is proposing that our theory about cold dark matter is wrong and that actually what we have is warm dark matter that was created about minutes after the start of the universe. Our large hadron collider could not detect this, um, but it's warm because it's more energetic and it fits actually what we're observing better. James Webb Telescope may be able to disprove cold dark matter once that goes up i'm running that times so i'm not going to be able to say if anything. that but, goes up <laughs> well yeah i think it's really important it does because we could actually disprove cold dark matter if the james webb telescope goes yeah. up i find it interesting that cold dark matter uh, occurred during the hotter time of the beginning of the universe as the warm dark matter which is a minute later <laughs> interesting um you Gary. me <laughs> tell me about the arizona church brothel yes so, <laughs> well, you kind of buried uh, the lead there. <laughs> I know a church called the Phoenix Goddess Temple has been accused of being a house of prostitution, and a six-month undercover investigation. I 
wonder who got that job, <laughs> has resulted in the arrests of 20 women and men who worked there. So a total of 20 people, Phoenix police said last Friday. Uh, what's unusual is that they were trying to hide behind religion or church, and under the guise of religious freedom, they were committing acts of prostitution. Now, I find this quite interesting because there are other... Uh, religions that do somewhat illegal things under the guise of religion, like smoking peyote. Um, do you smoke peyote, or do you just... Do I don't know. I, I'm going to say you smoke peyote. Okay. I, I, mean, I know nothing I about I don't know it. these drug things. So. I thought... I thought It doesn't matter. Um, and then he goes... But the, the guy goes, we certainly respect First Amendment rights. However, religious freedom does not allow for criminal acts. Okay. But... Except in the Catholic Church. Except, right, except in uh, certain circumstances. So I find it interesting that they were going under a religion, and it's like, where do you draw the line now? Yeah. By the way, the website's still up. I was on it today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where, where, are, they, where are the prices? I, I mean, how much do they have to tithe? <laughs> Field trip! Field trip! <laughs> so I just I found saw, an I interesting saw, thing about religion and politics and legality of religion. I know. And it's, it was quite amusing. It's all Tantra. Yeah. It's Tantra. It's perfectly stuff. all right. So, Greg. Yeah, this also has to do with religion. Does it? Yes. In um, Horizon City, Texas, nearby our uh, hometown. In that it's, it's over on the horizon. Yeah, it's near El Paso, which is nowhere near San Antonio. But anyway, um, a 18-year-old woman, Ruth Angelica Gomez, started the Achieve the Dream Foundation which had fundraising events and um, basically to solicit donations to help her cure her leukemia. She said she had been diagnosed the year before and she was going to die within a year. Well, turns out she never even had cancer. <laughs> so this woman started this foundation, had her softball teams, you know, selling candy or whatever, or challenging each other for donations, the whole thing. And um, she never had cancer at all. So she raised over $17,000. And wow. um, basically, I think people started getting suspicious. I, I, the well, best she, I could read from the article... Alive. Yeah, the, that That's was horrible. what got them suspicious, that she didn't die. <laughs> so um, she's been... Um, She's been investigated for uh, felony theft by deception, which could give her up to two years in jail and a $10,000 fine. Now, the interesting thing is she raised $17,000. $10,000 fine, she's still $7,000 yeah, ahead. And this isn't the first time that's happened. Yeah. It is for her, but other people. But I'm gonna, I may have to take a quick mulligan on this. The message on the home home site for, for the foundation says, Blessed by God's will, every child was brought into this world for a reason. So being that every child should have the right for, to fight for their life, achieve the dream, is dedicated to helping children with leukemia, have a chance to beat their cancer and live a normal life. God bless America. You're only 18, <laughs> but fuck you, Ruth and Angelica <laughs> Gomez. You yeah. are an evil, evil person. Yeah. Thank you for that mulligan. behavior. All right, moving on. Let me see. Donna, what do you got? What do I have? Everybody's favorite sheriff, the toughest sheriff in America, Sheriff Joe Apayo, has assigned a cold case posse to investigate, of all things, a thing we thought we were done oh, with. Oh, oh, is it Roswell? Aliens? No. No? Huh. Obama's birth certificate. Oh, for crying Close out loud. <laughs> this Good. Surprise. Finally, we'll get to the truth. Right. Infamous sheriff. Joe Arpaio does 
which is why he announced the five-person cold case posse that will delve into the issue of the president's birth certificate. The surprise Tea Party is concerned that no law enforcement agency or other duly constituted government agency has conducted an investigation into the Obama birth certificate to determine if it is in fact an authentic copy of the 1961 birth records on file for Barack Obama at the Hawaii Department of Health or just a forgery. They're <laughs> called the Surprise Arizona Tea Party. There's like there's, it's a surprise. No, it's from Surprise. It's surprise is a city in Arizona. Okay. Kind of like Intercourse Pennsylvania is a city. <laughs> it's not uh, just a tea party, it's a surprise tea according party. According to Sheriff Apayo, and he told this to World Net Daily, so you know you can trust it. This investigation does not involve politics. <laughs> I listen to the residents of Maricopa County who come to my office with complaints regardless of what their politics are. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love what he said about the tabloids late. being more more trust, trusted than the So, uh, yeah, your tax dollars at work finding out whether the birth certificate is good as opposed to, you know, those usky, other pesky cold cases like, you know, yeah. dead children and, you know, shit it's like important. that. Birth certificates are important. All right, me, me, I shall speak now. Ha ha! I'm going to read the headline. Huge defunct satellite falling to Earth faster than expected. Exactly. A giant satellite the size of a frickin' bus, six and a half tons, climate probe, the upper atmospheric research satellite, launched in 91, is falling to Earth, and it will fall probably on the 23rd or 24th. And they're tracking it, so you can go to the NASA website and track it. There is a 1 in 3,200 chance it's going to hit somebody. Or now, a piece of it. Or a piece. Well, yeah. Up, not the entire thing. They're, they're <laughs> thinking most There's of it's going to break up as it falls down. But, so it's going to be like a Dead Like Me show thing where the, the toilet seat kills the kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, But you have a 1 in 14,000 chance of getting hit by lightning on Friday. So you have a better chance of... Everybody in the world has a better chance of getting hit by this satellite or parts of the satellite than getting hit by lightning. That's pretty exciting. Well, and this you know, goes back to in that Texas, global we... warming thing because the reason it's falling faster than expected is because the atmosphere has expanded and therefore it's slowing down all of these satellites. So we can expect a whole bunch of satellites in a decade to, to start coming down. I love oh, yeah. how they can't. Oh, I like your quizzical look there, Dave. <laughs> I love how, how they can't you... really plot its course yet because there's just too many damn variables. Yeah, and it's tumbling. And there's, there's a really cool video. So an amateur astronomer has it as a video of it tumbling. Pretty cool. So I'm sorry, why is so the be careful expanding? Global be, warming? Global warming, yeah. There's yeah, it's not just global warming. There's else. more stuff in the atmosphere. Yeah, and also it's uh, all those fat cats uh, in Washington. We're, we're getting hit by um, radiation. And by the way, you skipped me. <gasps> we did. Oh, bugger. David! Okay, Gary, you're not running the lightning round ever, ever again. Uh, David, David, it's my David, turn. David, David, David. Do you want to talk, talk about, about David, David? David Barton. <laughs> for that, he gets two minutes. Go for it. This doesn't require two minutes. <laughs> unless, unless you want to go on a rant about David Barton, which I could, <laughs> Feel free. I could easily go right do. Ahead. Cause, go ahead. Because we're reading uh, Liars you're for Jesus. You're time here, dude. <laughs> and, and that David Barton can really spin a tale about our American history. He, he really can. He can take a simple uh, story of American history and twist it and move things around and 
pull words out of the middle of sentences and put them somewhere else and move historical events so things happened in a different order just just to see what he can do to make sure everyone understands this is a Christian nation. But what has he done this time? Um, he Well, some people have called him on this, and some people have called him on some other things, and he is now suing um, Judy Jennings and Rebecca Bell Montaru. I probably pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. <clears throat> now, these were two candidates for the Texas State Board of Education in 2010. Neither of them won. They put up this really cute video on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. It's called um, A Tale, a True Tale from Texas. <laughs> really neat. You need to see it. It's, it's not too long. But in that video, it does say that David Barton, known for um, addressing white supremacist groups, Okay. Now, there are two instances where he, he has done this. Um, in 1991, he addressed uh, Scriptures for America in Colorado, a group headed by an extremist preacher, David Peters. And um, it's full of anti-Semites, white supremacists, and a Holocaust denier. He also spoke at... Uh, okay, you're... Jesus. <laughs> Don't Covenant, go so Covenant College. Okay, Um Anyway, he's also suing uh, W.S. Smith, who is a blogger, who called Barton a liar. There's a whole book calling Barton a liar. So, yeah. anyway, it's interesting. A series of three books, Liars yes. Jesus. Um, we're going to follow this, because yeah. this is going to be fun, because the defense, because he is a liar. I'm yeah. sorry. He does, is. Does, does he promote um, Abraham Lincoln being born in a log cabin that he built with his own hands, and George Washington... Uh, cutting down a cherry tree and cannot tell a lie. I'll bet he started this, didn't he? <laughs> oh, am I going to get sued? Oh, curse the luck. Sorry. <laughs> uh, moving on. No one... No one uh, it's, okay. it's Greg's yeah. turn. I, I apologize for, for skipping. For skipping you there. Um, it was all green. on purpose. Yeah. Greg! I'm going to try something different this week. I'm going to try like an ultra, super, high-speed, mini lightning round, trying to get as much into 90 seconds as I can. It's the headline version. So here goes. Uh, The search for Apollo 10's Snoopy. When Apollo 10 launched in 1969, it was a dry run for the Apollo 11, and they had a docking procedure around the moon, and they ejected the lunar module called Snoopy, and it's been basically... Off in space for 42 years, there's an amateur, astro- amateur astronomer, Nick Howes, who's going to try to track it, try to find it. Really neat. Cool. Texas School District looks to abstinence plus after abstinence only proves ineffective. Even though 96% of the Texas school districts teach abstinence only, it seems the, uh, Texas has the fifth most in te- teen pregnancies, fourth highest rate of syphilis amongst teens, God. and third most and young people in, infected with HIV. So Midland, Texas, home, home of George W. Bush, is going to shift it to abstinence plus. Good news. Um, there's a study out there saying that child abuse rose during the recession. It's kind of an icky study, only about 422 low-income people who you don't know what their unemployment rates are, and you haven't don't know what insurance was beforehand, and it's basically tracking shaken baby syndrome, saying that that's increased from about 10 to 20. Um, Serbian cousins attract serious attention with claim that they are human magnets. David Petrovic and Luka Lika um, (laughs) basically are saying that they attract um, objects to themselves magnetically, and um, they don't. (laughs) And what's stupid about that is all the comments are going, well, we can't find anyone who can tell us what this is. Google! 
Benjamin Radford has over the place. Benjamin Radford has a great article on it where he goes over. Okay, well, it's their their naked skin. They're not wearing a shirt. Yeah. You know, it's it's like they've got it on their upper level of their body, so it's kind of resting on them, and it's light stuff. So it's basically just friction and yeah. sticky, unwashed kids. No one can tell us what this is. They're yeah. gonna have problems with chest acne when they're uh, a little bit older. And someone says, "Yes, I've seen this before. It's because someone <laughs> swallowed some magnets and it." Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Although I, I did see a cool YouTube video about um, adding iron filling to silly putty, and then it'll actually suck up a magnet because the silly putty will become mag or not magnetic, but it'll be it'll be attracted to magnets, and so you can do some really cool stuff with, cool, cool, with cool. silly putty. So yeah, it has nothing to do with. People pretending they're magnetic <laughs> doesn't sound safe. But it, it's, it's entirely weird. possible that these people just don't know any better and are getting publicity for it. Yeah. A couple of other articles. Or that it could be I just, Yeah, a couple <laughs> of articles that I just love the headlines of. Go find these. New fossils suggest beaver has changed little in seven million years. <laughs> and then Texas deputy takes down monkey on the lamb. L A M B. No L A M. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> monkey on the lamb. Yep. So okay. I, I, I got through, what, four stories there? Oh, yeah, it's not, not too, too bad. bad. Not too yeah. bad. Okay. Listen, 20, what, 20. May, maybe I'll try that again. Yeah. Does anybody have anything else? I think it's disturbing that uh, preteens and teenagers have syphilis. <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah. it just, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, this whole absence is the only thing. It was a bad experiment. It's, to end. it's not being. I mean, Bush funded the heck out of it, but it's yeah. its funding has declined. So and the but, federal government is. But funded. was it? Was yeah. it there? Yeah. There was also a study that showed that the oh. people who were taught abstinence only and then taught that it was bad to have sex were more likely to do Unsafe. other, yeah, other kinds of sex. Saddlebacking. Okay. Are you okay? You know how <laughs> okay. Santorum has his Google problem. Yeah. Well, the. Uh, readers and listeners of Dan Savage, when um, Rick Warren came, uh, gave the the prayer at the inauguration, he was basically they were basically asked to come up with a term for saddlebacking, since that is the name of Rick Warren's church, uh, and saddlebacking is the other types of sex, so you can remain a virgin. Right. <laughs> exactly. So. There you go. (laughs) I'll tell you, there's actually a little bit of breaking news. I don't know if people heard it. I know that Gary looked over at me oddly because your iPod went off with headlines. Um, Troy Davis's execution has not been stayed by the Supreme Court. Supreme Court rejected to hear it. Way way to go, Georgia. Turning into Texas. Aren't you proud? It's a, it's a competition. I, I guess so. But it plays well for the Republican base, apparently. Yeah. They seem to really like death. Yeah. And apparently that, that Troy Davis, uh, part of the thing is all but one person recanted their testimony. I believe it's seven out of the nine. And, I then, and then one person uh, who didn't recant is one of the people they think did it. <laughs> is that? Yeah. Is that? I, well, I, seven, I, I, I believe to... that seven out of nine of the eyewitnesses have recanted. And several of the jurors were told that they were pressured yeah. into their decision. So that's uh, something. Something's wrong with with our uh, judiciary system. system. Now, David, I had a question on the David Barton thing. Didn't David Barton kind of get into trouble somehow? Something about Glenn Beck. 
Well, you know, David Barton and Glenn Beck are good friends. They're BFFs. I did not know so that. So did they, they get they, caught in an airport on, he's bathroom been on together? Uh, show they, they braid each other's times. hair at night. And, um, but the problem is that, you know, uh, <laughs> David Barton is a big fan of the religious right. And uh, his or show... vice versa. His show is on all these Christian radio stations across the country. And uh, last week, I think I it was, it's not a puppet show. he was talking about Glenn Beck and how Glenn Beck is a real Christian and talking, talking up Glenn Beck. And in East Texas, they pulled his show. Because they Glenn, they because canceled Glenn, his show? Well, they, I, think, I don't know if they canceled it completely. They pulled his show in the middle of the show because he was praising Glenn Beck. And, of course, Glenn Beck is a Mormon. So and a lot of the many right people not a true don't Christian. like that. Yeah. yeah, registered trademark. So he got embarrassed in East Texas. Which I want to know what they good. replaced him with. <laughs> a puppet show. <laughs> hey, maybe it was something from NPR. You know, click and clack. Oh, the... I'm sure conservative radio NPR well, goes together know, hand in hand. There's, yeah, okay. Prairie Home Companion is not that liberal. You know, click and clack the Tappet Brothers, the Car Talk. Oh yeah, I guess so. That could be that could play on a Christian radio station. Yeah, they could. Let's give them some credit. I don't think it was NPR that was playing Barton though. No, no, but <laughs> they could. I, I give up. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Signing off. I'm Out. just gonna. Yay! Mad. Cheers. God. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. I mean, people talk about creeping Sharia. They're they're kind of like uh, like that's oh, a look great over band there. name. <laughs> creeping Sharia. <laughs> All right, we got our band name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll never get. You'll never get a gig. I thought our band name was Tijuana Boob Jobs. Not Tijuana Donkey Show. No. Okay. Tijuana Boob Well, which 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 band would have a, a harder time getting a gig? Creeping Sharia, punk. Have to be punk, I suppose. Yeah. Or uh, Tijuana, Tijuana boob, boob jobs. jobs. Oh, we'd get more as Tijuana. Well, not for guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys hate boob jobs. Or no, no, for a guy band. band. <laughs> oh, okay. can't be a girl band. Well, anyway. <laughs> wow. Tangent. Hi. <laughs> okay. You know what? We're gonna take a break, and we're gonna do Poe's Corner. Poe. Poe.